1: Welcome to Joe Wu Radio is a Career Expert Live. Joe Wu is the world's leading career transition expert, offering advice, coaching, and help to anyone that needs to make a career transition. So, and I'm Joe Wu, and I'm your host here, and it's a pleasure to be back on the show. Uh, We've had a little bit of a break here, but last time we were on, we had Russell Davis from Bar Rescue, and Russell was a phenomenal... A guest and the show is taking off virally um, definitely great to learn about the hospitality industry so if you haven't already checked the show out definitely listen to it and the interview i did with gail mcgovern the american red cross ceo uh, is going viral it's had well over some 20,000 hits i believe and it's still being downloaded And it's one of the hottest shows out there so uh, definitely check that out if you haven't and we'll put all that up on social media and it will be great So we'll bring Brian on here in a little bit, but uh, just to get to some of the major news, as we saw in the uh, political world, Donald Trump won Florida, Missouri, Illinois, and North Carolina, and John Kasich won his home state of Ohio, and Hillary Clinton is taking command of the Democratic Party with big wins last night. So we'll continue to see how things trend, but it looks like it's somewhat shaping up to be a Donald Trump-Hillary Clinton uh election uh, although I'm not sure you know with Kasich winning Ohio we'll sort of see what's going to happen there in the Republican party my guess is it's going to go to a probably a debate at the convention and I think all hell's going to break loose unfortunately but that's how it happens so we'll bring my guest Brian right on here in a few but just to give you guys a little bit of information for uh, Brian Brian Wright is the host of Success Profiles Radio, and his mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. With uh, extensive experience teaching and training in academic and corporate environments, he understands that many people live far beneath their potential, primarily because they don't really believe in, in they deserve success. Through his experience and research, Brian has learned the practiced principles he teaches in his book, Student Leadership Strategies: Twenty One Easy Ways to Become a Center of Influencing in Your Group and the book success profiles, mental toughness and sales. And Brian grew up in Iowa and graduated from Iowa State University with a degree in communication studies and holds a master's degree in adult education from the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. He discovered a passion for speaking and influencing audiences by speaking competitively in high school and in college, and by being heavily involved in, on campus while in school. And throughout his career, Brian has been a top performer in the area of sales, customer service, training. And has also written resumes professionally for students, working professionals, executives. He's available to speak on topics of motivation, inspiration, leadership, goal setting. And he resides in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And I'm very jealous of the nice weather he's had. So let's bring our guest, Mr. Brian K. Ray, on. Hello, Brian. Oh, How are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for joining me live. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. So I was just telling the guests that I'm returning the favor here. You graciously had me on your show and uh, now it's time for you to be on my show. So it's kind of a neat experience. Never done that before. So I think it's kind of fun. Good. So glad you can join us. So let's uh, dig right into things and what I like to typically um, you know, first ask my guests is, how did you get started down this career path that you chose? Like, wh- Where did you get started at and how did that all happen? That's a really great question, Joe. Um, I always wanted to be a teacher.
0: That's something that is just in my blood. And so right. what I ended up doing was uh, while I was pursuing my master's degree, a friend of mine who was in one of my classes said, you know, Brian, I teach at a two-year business school here in town, and we are looking for – uh, someone to teach speech and English and business math. So uh, she said, you need to apply. And so I did, <laughs> and I ended up teaching there. Uh, she helped me get in. I think, I think the association helped a lot. But I talked there for about five years, and I really, really enjoyed it a lot. So That's I'm just really, really glad that I, I had that opportunity. And even though I'm not teaching in the classroom anymore, it's still hard right. for me. That's one reason why I do my show. I get to bring on really amazing guests, talk about personal development, success, overcoming obstacles and adversities. And really I use that as a teaching platform just that I have a guest with me.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and I like that because, you know, when, when I've seen the the show and I've listened to it and obviously being a part of it, you have that sort of teaching edge to it, which I like, you know, you're really kind of talking about people's you know, opportunities the areas that they've been successful in, you know, what makes them tick and things like that. And it's a great way to really teach people How to be successful. I think it's a great thing you have going. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you. So what were some uh, challenges you had early in your career, and what did you learn? You know, it's kind of starting out, you know, it's always difficult, and there's challenges. So what were some challenges you faced, and what did you learn from them?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. The first time I taught a class, I wasn't as good at it as I got to be later on. There's a learning curve. And right. you know, I did my very best for the first time. I think I did okay the first class, which was uh, the first time I taught was a public speaking class. And then teaching that class again and again and again, I just got a whole lot better at it. And you learn to read people, especially in a class like public speaking, where people don't want to be in your class, but it's incompetent of right. mine to make it fun. So one of the presentations that I would require early on was a demonstration speech. In other words, show us how to do something. And so I did wow. a lecture on how to use visual aids prior to that, that so they would learn how to do that. One of my favorite moments was I had a Japanese student in my class. Everyone else was American, but I had a Japanese student in my, stu- my class, or a Japanese student in my class, excuse me. Right. And she did her demonstration on how to use chopsticks. And wow. she made three posters with the different hand positions. And when we got done, I said, you know what? One of the people who's supposed to speak today is absent. So I don't know if you have extra chopsticks, but if people would like to practice, you can put your posters back out again and, and kind of walk around the room and teach us individually how to do this. And she just ate that up, and she just loved it. So I love the fact that uh, I had that opportunity to let her shine. And right. that's one thing I like to do when I teach a class, even hosting a show. It's the chance to let the other person shine. It's not all about me. Right. They don't, really, at the end of the day, they couldn't care less whether I gave a great lecture or not. What they need is to learn what they need to learn in order to pass the class, get a good grade, take the test successfully, learn how to speak successfully, learn the skill that they're there to learn, and that's the whole idea. Is how can I deliver the most value in the quickest amount of time? And yeah. sales
1: and and business is very much like that. There are parallels between teaching and sales. Yep, absolutely. Right, because you're always having to kind of sell yourself in in any situation. You know, be it be in a job. You know, you're, you're really and I, I've always thought about that. You know, in the career industry, you know, really helping people get jobs and things like that, you're always selling yourself no matter what you're doing a presentation, you're selling your ability to your boss all the time because it goes on part of your review and and people mistake that and say, oh, it's, you know, just a presentation and they might not be fully prepared, but you always have to have to be selling yourself. Yes, exactly. It's huge. So when you when you kind of moved to Success Profiles Radio, what were some early things that you you learned from too? Like you basically um, you know started this out, and you know were there some early you know challenges you ran into that you you learned from? I learned that
0: it would be a good idea early on. At least with my very first episode, I decided right. to script the first three or four minutes. I had my yeah. intro that I would do. I would have my golden nugget of the week, which I always give and then I have my bio. That's the first three or four minutes. I didn't want to just wing it right out of the gate on the first show because what if it flopped? I mean, that would set the tone for the whole show. I wanted to make sure, very much like in football, you know when Bill Walsh coached the 49ers, he would script the first 15 or 20 plays? And now a lot of teams do that. I I basically scripted the first four minutes of the show, and then we went from there. I mean, I got my prepared set of questions, but if the answers to the questions dictated that I ask something that's not on my list of questions, then I go with that. So it's all about listening and adapting as you go along. The questions I have in front of me are my guidelines. I get to some of them. I don't get to all of them. But sometimes I ask questions that I wasn't planning on asking based on the conversation. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, so that's something that I learned to do. It's, it's a conversation. It's not just question, answer, question, answer,
1: question, answer. Boring, boring, boring. <laughs> right, yeah, it is. And it's funny, you you know, I had a background in communications too, and I had a little bit of experience at radio, and it's exactly how I started out. You know, I did the scripting in the first four minutes where I did, you know, news and major updates and, and job information. And then, you know, I remember my first couple of shows, it was like question, answers, like a tennis match. It was like I said a question went, you know, back and forth, but it was like very, very straight and there wasn't any kind of interjecting or anything in there. And then I started listening to yeah. it like, and well it sounds okay, but you know, you, you learn you're exactly right. You learn to adapt. And and I think that's uh that's you know, a thing that people forget in, in careers and in life yeah. too. You know, being successful you gotta learn to adapt too. So Yeah. And
0: I've had over hundred and seventy episodes of my show now and I've only had a handful of times where the guest would answer the question and then just stop talking, which leads <laughs> me to wonder, are you, are you done answering my question? Yeah, am I okay? Right. Now what? Right, right. right. exactly. The, the, the best guests that I've had are people who were willing to elaborate, and yep. I could jump in if I had a question, and I pretty much had a sense for when they were done talking. Yeah. But, uh, boy, when someone just stops talking,
1: that's not always a good thing. Yeah, I've, I've had that happen too early on. I had a few shows where I had people just kind of stop and, you know, I kind of kind of give people the information and I say, okay, you know, here's sort of the way the show is going to go. Give them a little bit of info and yeah. I'd be able to stop and it's awkward because you're like, okay, how do you keep it going conversationally? And you have to just mm-hmm. stop a little bit and, and you have to think on your feet. So that's, that's a huge thing.
0: Yeah. Can I share something Definitely. that I was, was, uh, uh, told, at the very beginning of this whole journey, I was told, always have a show in your back pocket. And I said, What does that yeah. mean? You will occasionally have a guest who doesn't show up. I'm like, You're kidding. Yep. You no, know, it happens to me all the time. I'm like, Are you what? Really? I've had it happen only once, thank goodness. Gotcha. But I did That's have good. I did have extra material that I had not used on a previous show. I spent the first segment just just fighting for my life to get through the first segment. Then the commercial came. And then I told my producer, is my guest still not here yet? Nope. I said, okay, then I'm just going to pretend that this show is happening without anyone else. So I got a, an Excel or a Word document uh, full of information, full of topics that I hadn't discussed on the show previously, and I just went with it. And it was
1: a great show. Yeah, that's great. And, and that's exactly what I did. I started adapting and just kind of have to go in the flow and, and really, uh, really move forward and just adapt. It's a great thing. Yeah, I mean – things don't always go the way you think they're supposed to go. So you need to have a plan B in place. Right. Exactly. And, and I always agree, too. That's that's the thing. You know, have a show in your back pocket. And, you know, that was one of the things in the beginning. I had had a few people cancel say, nah, you know, I'm not ready for it. And you're like, you know, a couple hours before, and they're like, okay, what do I do? And you have backups. And and uh, it works really well to be very prepared. And I, I tell people in their careers, you know, be prepared, be proactive, and, you know, expect the worst. But the best is going to happen for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now I've I've had I, I've not had a situation where someone cancelled on me a couple of hours in advance. I did right. have someone who tried to cancel on me maybe three days in advance or two days in advance and she said, I just don't I just I'm just I just have a vibe about this that I'm not supposed to do this and I said, You promised me and the show's in three days and I do not have a plan right. B. Right. She had she went on the show anyway and she did great. I think she just That's was awesome. I think she was yeah. just afraid to be on yep. the show yeah. and she's great Nerves. and I kind of got the impression this is like one of my really really early shows I don't have
1: uh, people on my show who are not experienced at being interviewed I just don't yeah. no that's it's a good point you got to you know, be prepared for that and just have, have the right caliber of people and, and I can see that and, and the shows and your shows too I mean they're really great and very informative and in each one you know as you get through it and you listen to it you, you get a lot out of it you really do and I think your listeners benefit greatly from it so it's good stuff I really appreciate that thank you so much yeah so what thinking about your your career, so what were, what are some big wins and big successes that you had in your career that just sort of stand out? You say, if I were to look at a timeline of my career, you know what are some big things that you know jump out and say, "Wow, this is great. This is a big win for me." Finishing my master's degree was a
0: huge deal to me okay. um, because I wanted to prove that I could do it. It really became at the end, I was just so sick of being in school. It became more of an issue of proving that I could do it. And so that was my motivation for getting to the finish line. Yeah. Uh, another win, I would say, is some of the great guests that I've had on my show. I mean, some of the people that I've looked up to whose books I've read uh, my whole life, some of those people have been on my show. Those are huge wins. Uh, getting two books published, huge wins. Oh, yeah. of schools in the area, huge win. So if you look hard enough, you can find wins, even if they're little. I mean, Jack Hansfield his book, The Success Principles, he talks about this. I mean, if you don't feel good about your life, make a list of things that you've accomplished. Make a list of your wins. And he even goes so far as to break this down into age brackets. What were some of your big wins from zero to five? What were some of your big wins from five to ten? And so on. Well, some of your big wins from zero to five, learning how to walk, learning how to (laughs) walk. I mean, that's huge because there are some people that never have that opportunity for medical yeah. reasons or because they don't survive that long. So that's right. a huge thing, being able to speak and being able to walk and be able to communicate with your parents and the world around you. That's a huge deal. Some people don't have that
1: privilege. Yeah, that, and that's huge. And and I and that's something I've actually done, too. You know, what I've actually You know, said okay. What goals am I actually going to set? I always sort of take a look back in the past and say, okay, what were the wins I had? You know, thinking back to a time, and especially when you have those down moments where where you sit back and say, wow, things just aren't going the way. You know, eventually they will. You know, running into some challenges and problems, and you start thinking, okay, where was the success I had? You know, back in this time frame, and it just starts coming to me. It's like, yeah, back in high school, I did this, I won that, I did this, and it was it was great. So you really have to have those those sort of moments you can recall in your head to say, okay, I had success here. So I can do this, you know, and I can get through it and I can move forward. So I agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have any regrets in your career? Yeah, anything that just kind of stands out? You say, well, I could have done this better. or Maybe, you know, maybe I should have jumped here or did this.
0: You know, my instinct is to say, no, I don't. Because right. the choices that I made, I thought were the right decisions for me at that time in my life. And the choices that's great. I've made have shaped who I am. And, We are all a work in progress. We will all continue to make mistakes. We will all continue to have wins. If I were to really honestly answer that question, I think part of me wishes that I would have had the courage to start sooner. Yeah. But other than that, I really honestly believe, and I had a professor in college tell me this, don't regret the decisions that you've made because you worked with the information that you had at the time. You may right. later find out information that could have impacted your, position, your decision had you known, but you can't beat yourself up over it because you didn't know that information yet. So work with what you know now. You must eventually decide something. You cannot try and gather information forever because people who say, I need more information, they're stalling.
1: They're yep, stalling, exactly. procrastinating.
0: They're choosing not to choose.
1: And yes. that is a choice. Yeah. No, that's, that's absolutely right. And, and I, I think that's one of the things I see with, you know, people who are very successful as I've interviewed people and the people who are still, you know, kind of out there struggling, you know, the people that are struggling, they just, you know, they, they just stall, they find something they gotta get more information or do more research. And I did a lot of that too. You know, I'd say, well, it's got to be perfect. And I, I had a little bit of perfectionist in me and I'd say, well, you know, I'm just not there yet. And then, I guess sort of it switched in me and i started you know listening to some of your shows and reading more books last year and, and you know had a, had a great group around me and i just kind of jumped basically and took that leap of faith and said you know at some point you got to start and that's kind of how i started my show It's like I just, i'm going to make mistakes it's going to get screwed up but that's the raw yeah. piece of it and you're absolutely right so exactly. thinking yeah, so thinking about um, the guests that you've had on your show, what have you learned from them, that, what it takes to be successful? Like, what, what are some patterns that you've seen of, of people saying, hey, this is what it takes? I could go on for quite a while on this. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'll, that's uh, probably that's a lot. Helpful. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, for the number of shows that I've had, there are a lot of themes that come through. I, I will say taking action certainly is a huge theme. People don't just sit around and think about things forever. They take action. Right. Tony Robbins says, your life changes the moment you make a new, committed, and concurrent decision. I yep. joined a gym for the very first time because of his book, Awaken the Giant Within. Chapter one yeah. is about make a decision today. And at the end of that chapter, I decided to ask myself, what decision can I make today? Well, I guess I've never belonged to a gym before, so I will do that. And this is in the 90s. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Another thing, one of many things that I could share they surround themselves with other successful people. If you want to yeah. do something significant in life, you need to figure out who's doing it and then make an effort to learn from them. To do anything great, you have to have a foundation of positive forces in your life. Have mentors. Yeah. Successful people will share those resources. They'll share books. They'll introduce you to people. I mean, people think that successful individuals are really difficult to get to. Well, no, that's not necessarily the case. The most successful people are willing to share what made them successful. Yeah, Maybe they've written a book. Maybe they'll give you some of their time. Maybe they will refer you to people who can talk to you about the thing that you need to hear. You yeah, know, they may right? ask you, so what is it that you're trying to do? And they might refer you to somebody else who's more uh, experienced in a particular topic than they are. But I found that the most successful people are willing to help. In fact, yeah. one thing that I've learned, uh, there's one individual that I interviewed a couple times named Greg Reed, and he wrote a book called Three Feet from Gold, which he co-authored with Sharon Lecter. One of my favorites of all time. Wow. How I serve you? how I serve you how you. And it's a phenomenal attitude because people are givers. not givers.
1: There's
0: not enough of you to give out <laughs> right.
1: right, Right? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely.
0: Think, think about. Think about this. I mean, on the airplane, it always used to baffle me at the beginning when they do their little speech and the flight attendants wave their arms and such. When they get to the oxygen mask, they say, secure your own first before uh, securing the others. And I thought, what an odd thing. Why would, why? Well, here's the underlying lesson. If you... And this is why you need to fill yourself up every single day and get encouragement and feed yourself first, mentally, spiritually, intellectually, whatever it is. If right. you don't have anything in the tank to give, you can't give to somebody else.
1: Very yep. much like exactly. if you don't
0: secure your own oxygen that first, you are not going to have the time, strength, or energy to secure the the basket of the child sitting in the seat next to you yet.
1: Oh, That's a great point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, that's a that's a great way of looking at things. And I, and I see that a lot where people are just giving, 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 and I'm all about that too. And then they don't have anything in the tank or they're giving and it. it's just not authentic. You know, they're just doing it and they feel like it's a chore and it just doesn't work and it's it's really hard. But I, I agree with you. It's um that that's something I see the successful people do. They're able to give their time and they do it in spurts, but they also, you know, recharge themselves and and they get you know, they get moving on themselves too. They get they get themselves squared away so they can actually be effective and authentic and, and that's key. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love well, that.
0: Great. I mean there are just so many so many more things that I could that I could say, but I'll tell you what. If it, it, to summarize, a lot of the things that I would say, I would say, get three feet from gold by Greg Reed and Sharon Lecter. Get the Success yep. Principles by Jack Canfield. Those are probably two of my favorite books, apart from the Bible. Read those and and do the things
1: that are recommended in those books. You will go so yeah. far. Yeah, I like anything uh, Jack Canfield's Very very good stuff there. So um, yep. what what are you, what are you uh, reading now? What's on your uh, your book list right now? It really depends on who my guest is on my show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I
0: usually like to read things that my guests have written, if, in fact, my guest has written a book, and many of them have. But I will say this, apart from my required reading, and I'm going to call those books required reading because I like to prepare for my show, I'm currently reading David John's new book, The Power of Broke. I'm about halfway through it, and it's phenomenal.
1: Oh wow! David John
0: is one of the sharks on Shark Tank. And The Power of Broke basically means Uh, When you have no financial resources, where are you going to find the strength and the wherewithal to get what you need? And he has a great discussion about that, and he also interviewed a bunch of entrepreneurs who started with nothing and figured out how to get to where they wanted to go, and they figured it out. And so there are many, many case studies in that book. The Power Broke by Damon John, get it. It's probably still on the best seller list now on, uh, on Amazon.
1: Yeah, I think it is because I was actually just on there uh, last week and I ordered my uh, my next book too. So I'm I'm kind of it's interesting. I you know as I think I said you know on your show you know I stopped you know reading after college or threw the books away and now it's like I can't get enough. It's like I'm always looking for the next book. It's like okay, what what can I get my hands on? And I'm probably reading you know one book every two weeks now. And I was hoping to try to get it too maybe one a week uh, That's that's a good challenge but that might be for mid year as, as things get going but i agree yeah that that's a book that's on my list uh, i love damon john and some good stuff there but that's yeah, uh, great yeah yeah and i think you bring up a good point too because i i see you know as i interview successful people too and i and i talk to people in their careers where they're going where they are and i just see you know the difference is so clear the successful people are willing to do whatever it takes you know, as you say, and, and, you know, they, they give, but they put their oxygen mask on first and they're good about that. And then, you know, the people that just continually fail and don't learn that lesson or just want to give up and they start making the excuses and it, it's rough to kind of get them out of the, uh, the doldrums of where they are. Um, and the good thing is you can pull them out if they're willing and they, they do the, the work, but I still see so many people that that have so much talent. And you're like, wow, what are they doing? And it's just hard to watch that. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah.
0: I I love that. I mean, you, you have to use the talents that you have. You have to identify the talents that you have. A lot of people drift through life not knowing what they want. Right. And uh, your
1: greatest challenge in life is figuring out what you're good at, figuring out how you can serve the world best and then go do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as you kind of said, too, that's one of the things I, I teach people in their careers is kind of that plan, you know, A, B, and C. you got to have have the backup plans in your pocket, too. And I say, look, you got to – you know, you got to have your career, what you're passionate about, but there's some things you got to fall back on too, just in case something happens. You know, you got to have uh-huh. have some options. Gives you that that good option, So that's that's good stuff. Yeah. So, where do you see successful profiles radio going? What's sort of your your thought process on on where it's where it's been and where it's going? I would
0: like to nationally syndicate my show nationwide. In fact, I already have an affiliate in Atlanta, Georgia, where my show is already airing on Wednesday nights. Awesome. So I'm that's using great. episodes that I've already done. So I'm not doing a brand-new show. I'm feeding them episodes I've already done, which is great. It means no extra work. All I have to do is send them the file, and they run it. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, that's that's good. And and that's one of the goals working, of mine, too. They're working with me to uh, get advertisers. They've put my show in with a couple of others, and they're trying to sell sponsorship packages. I need to find out how that's going. I haven't heard back from them for a while. But that would be one of my goals, is to have over 100 affiliates be cash flow-positive, That'd be yeah. awesome. And yeah,
1: that's awesome. it's a, lot a of great people goal would to have.
0: Hear my show. Yeah, a lot of people would hear my show, and it would help a lot of people. And that's really where it's at. I mean, there's so much negativity in the world. I want my show to be a source of positive energy for people, where they can learn, where they can learn to grow, and where can they can learn to be who
1: they're meant to be. And that's what I want. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great goal to have, and and good luck with that. And I think you'll do very very well. I mean, for what you have so far, it's a it's a great thing. So I'm sure you'll get Thanks. there pretty soon. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully. that'd be great. Yeah. So, you know, we talk, you know, successful people, we talk about, you know, how, how things go. And obviously as successful people, the wheels are going to come off just like anybody else. So how how do you stay motivated? What's sort of your method to staying motivated to keep you going?
0: You have to feed yourself with positive input. So many people watch trash TV. They read books that don't, I mean, I'm not trashing romance novels or People magazine. Uh there may be a time and a place for that. I don't really read any of that stuff, but I choose yeah. to feed my mind with things that will help my life and my business grow. And yeah. you have to be very mindful of what you allow to influence you because garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, yep. good stuff out. And yeah. that's that's really it. Listen to motivational CDs in the car. Read motivational books. Uh, I had a guest one time who said his one of his major goals is to have a conversation every single day with someone who inspires him.
1: Oh, that's great!
0: That's really great. I haven't succeeded in doing that every day, but before this interview, I talked with my very best friend, and uh, we hadn't talked in quite a while. And he inspires me, and he motivates me, and he—I look at him as sort of a brother figure. And I've coached with him before, so I've learned a lot from him, and we're really great friends. And it's always wonderful to speak to this friend. So that's awesome. awesome. You gotta be—you yeah. gotta be
1: around positive people. You've got to let yourself be influenced by positive people.
0: Because they learn from you just as much as you learn from
1: them, yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of that that sort of uh, you know group that you know who you surround yourself with is who you become and you surround yourself with the positive people, that are gonna lift you up and elevate you, and you know when somebody's down, you can lift them up and elevate them as well, so you're absolutely right mm-hmm. yep. but uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things too I see you know as I coach people too. And it just drives me nuts because, you know, I say to people, you know, they say, they, and I just wrote an article on, you know, having enough time, like to me, times are relevant. And they say, you no, know, well, you know, basically with, um, you know, with time, I just don't have enough time I'm doing this and that. And I say, okay, how much time do you spend on social media? And it's like three hours a day. I'm like, bingo, there's your time. And it's not, yep. we don't even get into like TV or like you, like you talked about the, the magazines. And I used to read people magazine and all that stuff. And I, I gave it up and I don't miss it, you know, and I'll watch a couple of reality shows, mostly educational shows. And I gave up all the stuff on the e the kardashian stuff it's just like to me it's like you said it's garbage in garbage out and i don't need it and i don't miss it and everybody asks me how is the show how's that show i'm like oh you know i don't really watch that i watch some sports and i i kind of do that so that's a great point you bring up about feeding yourself with uh you know the good positive information and shows that are out there and and books and everything it's it's huge yeah I mean, when, when I've been sick
0: or when I've been in the hospital and I have no choice, but to see what's on TV, I try to find something uplifting,
1: but I'll tell you what, watching things like Jerry Springer doesn't not make it worth my while. I lose brain cells. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And it's just, it just boggles my mind. And then you see some of these other shows that are trying to sort of copy that format now. And, and you're just, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, what what is this world coming to with this stuff? And I just say to myself, okay, remain positive, you know, just try to outweigh that stuff. It's, people are interested in it and you know it, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll grow out of it very quickly and, you know, get into something good. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, I totally agree with you. Yes.
1: Yep. So as we kind of close out here, um, if you could just give one piece of advice thinking like one, your, your one sort of nugget of information you can give to the listeners about being successful, what would that be?
0: You have to believe in yourself first, because if you don't believe in yourself, you can't expect someone else to believe in you. Believe in yeah. who you are. Believe in your values. Believe in what you offer to the world. Because really, if you don't have that confidence, you can't expect someone else to buy into it either. So you yeah. have to be supremely confident. Not in a cocky way, but just be grounded in who you are. Know what you have to offer yeah. the world. Figure that yeah. peace out and walk forth with confidence. And and yeah. the world will, will recognize that and, and help you out. I really, truly believe the universe is a friendly universe. Uh, contrary yep. to what many people may think in this world, because that's what the media portrays to us. But if you uh, interact in a friendly way with the universe, the universe will give back to you in ways unforeseen. It's just amazing.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and I think that's the key, you know, for so many people I see is like, they just, they don't have that belief in themselves. And it's so hard to watch and you build them up with the confidence, do everything you can. And then, you know, they, they get in there and things happen. And you just, man, they just believe in themselves. They have it within them you know, everything will be fine. And the people that you do see that are very successful, it's its amazing to watch how time and time again, they do it and they bring it. Yep. Absolutely. So. Well, this has been great, Brian. So last question I have for you is what's the best way for people to kind of get in touch with you or sort of get your, your show and, and uh, want to make sure you get a plug here and uh, you know, people can start listening to you from my audience as well. Cause I know you've got a lot of great information out there and I've been telling my folks great. last couple of days, this guy is the real deal and he's got, a lot of great guests and got an amazing, uh, you know, program.
0: Great. I appreciate that. Well, my show is at successprofilesradio.com. That's successprofilesradio.com. My personal website is com. That's B-R-I-A-N K-W-R-I-G-H-T. And if you want to be part of my tribe and receive uh, information periodically, videos, blogs, and whatnot, you can go to the newsletter page on my website, com. I have a free gift. I have transcripts of seven of the earliest shows that I did on my show. Wow. PDFs, and so you can read those, and, and uh, that's my free gift. So All you have to do is just enter your, your name and your email address, and you'll get those PDFs, and uh, you'll start hearing from me on a somewhat regular basis.
1: That's awesome. Oh, that's great. That's great. And uh, make sure we put that information out on our social media channel so people can connect with you as well. Well, Brian, this has been great. I really appreciate your time today and uh, you taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to call in and uh, and share your, your knowledge and wealth. It's been great.
0: Thank you, Joe. It was a privilege to be on your show. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. And I will definitely talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. It was Brian K. Wright, really amazing guest. Got a lot of uh, a lot of good things, and and I think as you guys have seen the stuff that he talked about here, um, you know, putting your oxygen mask on first and and making sure that you fill yourself up, it's huge. And um, he's got a lot of a lot of wealth of knowledge in interviewing over hundreds of people. So definitely make sure you check his information out. Um, and as I say, you know, as you immerse yourself in very successful type things this is a perfect way to, you know, immerse yourself and learning about what other successful people do. Um, you know, I listen to various podcasts, I obviously listen to Brian's as well, and there's just a lot of good information there that that comes out of it. So again, it's all about immersing yourself and stuff. You know, I've got probably five or six podcasts I listen to, um obviously including mine to, you know, do my homework on mine, see what I can work into it and do better. But you know, there's there's five or six I listen to Uh, To hear successful people and you pick up some new information all the time So definitely do that and we'll put that information out on our website and information So turning to job news right now Want to talk to everybody about a couple things that's actually going on in the job world. Uh, We heard living social About 280 employees are being cut. That's about 50 to 60 percent of the current workforce Uh, They continue to bleeding with their bottom line and revenue and it's just unfortunately, but they're a basically competitor of uh, Groupon and they continue to struggle and hopefully, um, you know, this, this cut workforce is just temporary and they'll be able to to sort of regroup and and refocus. But, um, wouldn't surprise me if we see an acquisition there with living social as, you know, we tend to see as companies struggle, um, they need cash flow, and they obviously don't have that. So most likely I would probably look for some sort of absorption, maybe even Groupon would come in and, and swoop in and hopefully save the day. Uh, state street, uh, we're hearing about hundreds of high level employees they're doing a cost cutting initiative uh might lose their jobs. We'll keep you posted on that and Avon uh still continues to struggle. They're looking at um twenty five hundred employees as part of restructuring and moving the headquarters out of the u s to the United Kingdom or over in england so um that's a pretty pretty good shock and uh, Avon obviously has been around for many many years, and it's kind of sad to see that happen and uh the state of Connecticut, we got word. Uh, earlier this week that they were talking about a few thousand people. We're now hearing about 45,000 employees have been put on notice that there might be some restructuring. We don't know any information other than some employees got notice uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 45,000. And we do know that the Connecticut state budget deficit is 266 million. So obviously clearly there's, um, there's some problems and challenges there. So we'll continue to monitor that. And those of you in Connecticut stay strong and we know uh, as we get information, we'll report it and put it out on our social media and we'll see. So that's all the time we have for today. Again, this is a wonderful show with Brian Wright learning about success. And uh, let me know what your thoughts are out there. Make sure you uh, put it out on social media. Uh, connect with me. Uh, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Joe Wu Twitter at Joe Rychowski, Google plus Joe Wu.com. Uh, my YouTube channel is fully functioning, got my career tip minutes out there. And thank you all for listening and being a part of this journey. Live amazing, everybody.